in this episode. Or films like Halloween, you know, indie filmmakers, clear vision of, you know, where what he wants to do, even where he's writing his own soundtrack. Then Hollywood steps in, and the next thing you know, you got Busta Rhymes doing Kung Fu <laughs> on Michael Myers. So- Welcome, you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, episode 21, part two, Evil Dead 2 with guest Todd Keesling. Welcome to uh, part two of our time with author Todd Kiesling, where today we're going to be discussing Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. This is a, the film that Todd Pick gave us three, and out of the three, we chose this one. Jeremiah had never seen it before. He just recently saw Evil Dead this year. Um, uh, this is probably my fourth time seeing Evil Dead 2, I think. And uh, yeah, so we're going to hang out and talk about it. Um Evil Dead 2 is a, uh, it's somehow, according to the director, Sam Raimi, not a remake of the first, even though it has <laughs> the same protagonist <laughs> yeah. in, in the same cabin, the same necklace, the same reel-to-reel summoning deadites. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing Ash just completely forgot that he lost all his friends, his girlfriend the last time, and uh, yeah. and decided he wanted to uh, uh, take his girlfriend to the absolute absolute worst place that you could ever want to. Uh, and not because there's deadites, but because it's a pigsty and it's disgusting <laughs> and there's nothing there. Uh, it's it's directed by Sam Raimi, written by Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel, starring, of course, Bruce Campbell and his chin. And uh, his chin. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's. And the let's monocle. And the yeah. monocle came back. I mean, it's like he's got a girl there, you know, in Michigan will, State. Uh, Michigan State showed back up again, man, on the on the outfit. Those guys was... are all from Michigan, though. I mean, yeah. that's that's part of it. And yeah. I have to, I have to interject here. <laughs> yeah. it, my my understanding of the disparity between the first and second movies mm-hmm. is that they could not get the rights. You're right to the the name or for the actual footage. like footage. Okay, uh, yeah. the footage they could not get the rights, so they basically had to reshoot. So, like the first ten minutes, okay where all the way up till the demon is rushing out of the cabin right at ash and he's flying you know that's actually yeah. a retcon of the first film <laughs> yeah it's a quick recap recap but when you when you don't know that uh-huh um it is confusing man it's real but i did know that and i just i had to poke fun it's okay it was a little confusing yeah. for me i i sat there and i was watching and i'm like wait a second did this like, idiot this... really bring another girl back? Yeah, to the cabin? <laughs> yeah, and and, and he's like, "Look, there's a tape player here, where a tape recorder." And I'm thinking, like, dude, you you don't remember this? And there's a, you know talking about the book, and then he sees that the girl he has he gave her that monocle as a gift, you know the the monocle necklace, and uh, Indian, and I'm Indian, like, bro, Indian. you did that, you did that before. Maybe it's the same one. You dug the chick's body up and just you know popped it off the neck and stuff. Well, no, she didn't even have a head anymore. So I mean, it's like yeah. maybe an easy grab, but you know, it it confused me. I didn't know any of that backstory. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so Todd, I'm I'm assuming you adore this film. What, uh, what made you choose it? I have a funny history with this film. Uh, I I've talked about this in the past. I love telling the story because it it just it gives me the giggles. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh i'll try to keep this short um after my parents got divorced i was very young uh my mom and i lived with my great-grandmother and uh we had access to basically what amounted to free video rentals because my grandmother worked at the only rental store in corbin kentucky um very small town Um, We had a rented VCR from Curtis Mathis and my mom. uh, Yeah, Curtis Mathis. It was one of the top loaders. Uh, So my mom worked during the day. She went to night school. Uh, I was alone a lot of the time. Uh, I would have maybe three movies and then my mom would have a stack of horror films. Well, I could run through those, those, you know, Disney movies in no time. So I, you know, I'm upstairs 
in my granny's house and she's downstairs doing whatever grannies do. And so I would start watching my mom's movies. And (laughs) so I, at a very young age, um, this is my horror pedigree. I, at a very young age, I had seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, um, Maximum Overdrive, Friday the 13th, one through whatever they were up to at that point in the late 80s, mid 80s. And there were two movies that I kept going back to that I enjoyed specifically because they made me laugh. Mm -hmm. One was Maximum Overdrive. The other was Evil Dead 2. And we rented Evil Dead 2 and Maximum Overdrive so many times that my mom finally had a friend of hers record those movies on a blank cassette. Mm -hmm. Uh, And back then, for for the kids who were listening, you could get a blank cassette for like six hours had six hours on it so you could have three films on one of these cassettes so we had maximum overdrive in the middle with dirty dancing for my mom and the last movie was evil dead 2. now i don't know what happened to the cassette but uh, i'm sure my mom still has it somewhere but the last time i can remember watching it i was in elementary school and the whole middle portion of Dirty Dancing was unwatchable from all the times I had fast forwarded from Maximum Overdrive to Evil Dead 2. So Evil Dead 2 was one of my go-to children's films. And I thought it was so cool that this guy cuts his hand off and replaces it with a chainsaw to fight demons. Like that's straight out of a fucking comic book, man. So, you know, I something about that just captured my imagination and I watched that movie over and over and over again. I still, I still know some parts by heart. Like I, you know, the, the opening intro with, you know, professor Noby's voiceover, uh, you know, legend has it that it was written by the dark ones, Necronomicon ex mortis, roughly translated book of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, You know, so around the time I stopped watching that, the cassette uh, was around the time Evil or Army of Darkness came out, which, you know, that's actually the third movie in that trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Studio wouldn't let them name it the Medieval Dead, unfortunately. Which is the absolute perfect name for that. It's a perfect title. It's, you know, and so in fourth grade, and I wish I had this still. Do you guys remember in elementary school those long, like, uh, yellow manila sheets of drawing paper? They're yes. like almost like not like bigger than legal size or ledger size pages. Okay. So, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I yes. actually started drawing a comic book adaptation of Evil Dead 2 when I was in fourth grade. That's cool. And ah. I never- I, I remember even where I stopped. I stopped at the part where he's pulling the duct tape with his teeth after he's cut his hand off. I stopped there. And I tried to find that uh, before I met Campbell back in 01 uh, for his book tour, if Chen's could kill. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. it. It probably got destroyed in a move somewhere. Uh, so I got to tell him briefly about growing up watching this movie a million times and he said he was sorry for de-enhancing my life oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but that really really nice guy despite all the you know the the snark and whatnot he's a really cool guy um so you know evil dead 2 i've seen it's probably out of all the films i've seen in my lifetime it's probably the one i've seen the most Second maximum overdrive. My experience with Evil Dead is a little bit similar to yours. My experience with Evil Dead 2 is not, but you know, my the whole my mom would go to the the, uh, video store. Actually, I think I watched it on beta. Oh, Um, wow! So this was in, I think this was like 84. Okay, I I was 14. Now, what is what does that mean? What's the difference between beta and anything else? they came out around the same time, but um, they were like uh, Xbox and, and PlayStation and, and VHS one. 
HSD or HD DVD versus Blu-ray back in the mid 2000s. Uh, kind of the same thing. Like one, if I recall, Betamax had a higher resolution, but they were smaller VHS, tapes. Yeah, VH smaller tapes, higher resolution. VHS won out because the porn industry adopted it. Yeah, oh, so, and that's that's how Blu-ray won too. The porn industry adopted Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, yeah. Wow. So it, yeah. The more so, you know, I didn't know yeah, anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge cor- huge one of the biggest corporations or the biggest businesses in the world. Yeah, made the, that decision, and that's why they stopped selling Betamax. And but the the video store was a beta only video store at the time, so it was you know beta was still fairly new. There was no real <clears throat> competition, I guess. But my mom would get me horror movies, just pick them out blindly, and she got me Evil Dead. Never heard about it. I don't even think I had read about it in Fangoria yet. And I watched it. It just blew me away. I loved it. Loved it. And there was no Evil Dead 2. There was no Army of Darkness. And so about three years later, I was living in Denver with my dad, my biological father. He was a huge uh, Evil Dead fan. And we both were constantly on the lookout for just ultra gory movies, you know, cannibal Holocaust and anything that said banned in 40 countries on the, <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. And so we were always on the lookout for that. And I remember one day, and this was in 87, one day we were driving on the road. I don't remember where we were headed, but we saw on the marquee at the theater, it said evil dead Two, dead by dawn. And we're like, what? We had no idea that the evil dead two was coming out. That's awesome. I had no idea. And my dad about got in a car accident, swerving over there and going into the parking lot. And we're like, we're going to see this. And so we went in there and we were not happy. Again, you got to figure there was, you know, people nowadays, they know they have three options. You know, they know that the movies get silly. They know that Bruce Campbell is silly, you know, but at the time, it really was the ultimate whatever in grueling terror, Evil Dead. There was nothing funny about it, at least at that age. I mean, I suppose you could, you could poke fun at the low budget and different things that they that they had to do where, you know, with the, with the moon and and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was a it would truly was just a really like grindhouse, gritty horror film like Chainsaw Massacre or something. Tons of blood. A lot of just uh, completely brutal. So that's what we're expecting is another episode of this, you know, and we were so excited. And I just remember sitting there and going, I I did not, I did not like that humor at all. My, my evil dead was now tainted and they, they swapped out, you know, that like uneasy feeling of, wow, this is really almost too much to like now it's funny and there's nothing scary and i I remember at the time my biggest complaint was uh she 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 mentions in the movie uh i all i read was this part where it turns the evil in in flesh i was like do not freaking show that evil dead do not show this thing that we've been watching creep through the woods in the last movie and a half and sure enough there's what's his name a rotten applehead dude through the door and I'm like, no, you're, you're, why are you doing this? Why are you showing this thing? I was really, really disappointed. My dad hated it. I, I hated it uh, at the time. Okay. And, um, but again, it, if, if we were just like, Hey, let's go to a movie and we went to see evil dead Two, we probably would have just loved it. But like, yeah, know, if it was, if it's like by itself. Yeah. yeah. But See, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts are, Jeremy. Considering I don't know if I told you, I, I, I guess I did tell you it was like kind of a comedy. Yeah, dude, you said you said it's something maybe the kids would enjoy, dude. And then you got Lady McNudie pants, dude, in there. No, I told you. I said you were like, oh, the kids would love it. You're like they would. No, there's no, nothing that's a no, problem. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. I said there is. A, oh. I said that they could probably watch it. I said there's no nudity except for uh, there is the chicken here. I said, but. 
I said she's covering so much gore that you can't really see anything, and it looks more like a mannequin. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, a little bit, but dude, that is definitely a booba. <laughs> no doubt about oh. that. Plastic, yeah, plastic, yeah, boobs. a plastic. It's like it's like rubbery. You know what I mean? Like kind of gross looking and stuff. I just want to point out that you had more issue with your kids seeing the the nipple than you did with the girl's head getting cut in half. <laughs> it, it's true. It, it is. It's true. You know, well, because because they know that that person, if that person dies, that it's really really unlikely that that person died on the set that way. <laughs> so like, you know, they know that, okay, well, th- th- uh, we've shown them makeup and how they do it and the special effects and all that. Whereas if it's just, you know, a, a boob hanging out, you know, th- she's probably got that. It's highly likely that she still has that right now. <laughs> right. Unless did there's they, a major intervention. Did they uh, watch it? No, <laughs> no, no, they didn't. I was downstairs. Cause I'm like, I was you know, uh, getting all my stuff together and all the kids are up there. And now I've got little Wolfgang dude. He turned a month old today. And so he's a month, he's a month old right now. And, uh, you know, when they're one month old, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of crying going on, a lot of suckling and stuff happening. And it was just, you know, I said, I'd be better if I just went downstairs, I'm in the dungeon, you know, be a little, be a little scary. I was glad only that one scene though, it was really the issue. So, I mean, it would be something that, and we've done that before. We did that with Halloween, right? Where you just say, ah, well, this is, this is the timestamp for that one. Um, and I've said that I wanted to do that on IMDb where I actually share that for parents stuff and everything, but, um, and then also to put in lots of death, <laughs> lots of blood, but, um, no, the movie, dude, it was other than the confusion in it, um, and the expectation, cause I kind of went into it. Um, you saved me a little bit by saying that it's more, it's funny. It's, it's meant to be a comedy. Like a lot of it is comedic. Um, it's not as kind of a grindhouse thing as the first one that, um, if I went in and didn't know that I may have been bummed, you know what I mean? Like I might've been like, what the heck? And kind of, you know, I was already confused a little bit. Um, but, uh, it was fun. And once I, once I realized, okay, this is what he means by this is fun. I, the, the over the top, uh, mannerisms and stuff and different expressions that he has, He's so hilarious, the main guy, right? Just yeah. a hilarious guy. Um, like when he says he wants to go with his girl, his girlfriend, right? And he's gonna go in the room, drink a little champagne, and he his eyebrows are doing this thing, and he's like, Because yeah, I'm a yeah. man and you're a I'm, woman. Yeah, man. Last time I checked, Yeah, last time I checked. He's <laughs> yeah. out of liking too, man. So and cheesy, too, yeah. Yeah, and so it's really cheesy. The scenes where he's, you know, taking the head and he's it's biting onto his hand with those hilarious sounds of crunching and grind, you know, uh-huh. crackling and crunching. Um, and that he's winging that thing around like that baby on uh, what is it? Dead alive. That guy yeah. just winging that baby around, slamming it into <laughs> all the everything at the park. Right. Like anything yeah. that's hard and metal, dude, just slam that baby against. It. But uh, uh, it's a monstrous little child. But the um, seeing that scene. Um, there were some things that I was still confused by, like, you know, the body that had the head off and yet it was still like going around and, and doing stuff. Cause I guess he didn't dismember the whole thing. Yeah. I think you got to cut the arms and legs off. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing, you Them's know, just, rules. just first impressions. The last thing is I thought, you know, I don't know the history of this and I, I, when different horror movies were made, but to say, there were things in there like the exorcist, for example, right? Like almost a reverse exorcist where the body was spinning, but the head remained yeah. where it was. And then the, the ghosty dude, right? The dad who turns out yeah. he's the dad, right? That, that it kind of, and maybe I'm off on this, but it kind of reminded me of that, that real quick scene in exorcist where it shows oh, totally dude. Totally. Yeah, totally. And then this is really random but the scene with the hand where his hand is it got a mind of its own and it's, it's t- basically saying words as it's kind of dragging his body and stuff. It reminded me of the anime film vampire hunter D because he's, he's a vampire and he's got, he's got a hand that has a, a face on it and it eats dirt and stuff. And, and he ends up getting hurt and it's like, come on. And, but the voice that it does that kind of squeaky voice and stuff, and it's, it's mm-hmm. moving around by itself. I thought I said, man, I said I bet Vampire Hunter D was maybe even influenced a little bit by that. You know, it just reminded me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So first impressions, fun. 
uh, a little confusing, but only, you know, and I'm kind of glad that I was a little confused because it means that I didn't do too much research ahead of time and just allowed it to <laughs> hit me. However, that came mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but a lot of fun, goofy, uh, still gross, although the green blood, you know, that was it was interesting, like the kind of slime thing. I was a and, little bummed. Yeah. I was a little bummed. I mean, I know that they, you know, use just like an evil dead. They used milk or whatever it was. <laughs> so that there wasn't too much blood it's like saying you you're it's like you're allotted so many f bombs before we, make, we turn this into an r like you can say it once or twice or something right same way with blood that's why you they use like the milk but i was a little bummed that they didn't like they didn't use any it was either black green or red but i thought that milk stuff just like within evil dead it's like it's not blood but it's you don't see that color liquid coming out of anything so it's it's um it's kind of disturbing it, it just as much as the blood is. It's like, wow, that white, you know, rather yeah. than green, it's like alienish, you know, didn't so jaws little... do white blood where he's gutting the, where he's gutting the fish. Wasn't it white? Oh yeah. There was like a white residue that spills out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but dude, I had a good time. It was, it was, it was fun to watch. Um, and so like, yeah, all around, all around fun. Uh, I liked the first one better though. Okay. Yeah. Now I like the first one better, but maybe that's partly because I'm such a newbie to horror that I didn't know what I was kind of getting into. Plus, Chad, I watched it with you, didn't I? What Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah, man, we watched. Yeah, so that's a little bit different. That's like on a different level. Like you can't really, you can't really, you know, the experience of that. You know but what I'm I, saying? But but Todd's experience is, uh, it's powerful. So like yeah, you can't uh, you can't you can't compete against nostalgia, you know, like, uh, there are some movies that I, and I'm not saying uh, evil Dead two is a bad movie. I'm saying there are some movies that are bad that I, Oh man, I love them so much. And it's because I have so much nostalgia attached to them or TV shows, you know, three's company, one of the greatest shows ever. Some people Uh, probably think it's garbage, but, but man, I don't know about that back to the, you know, late seventies and, you don't like you're not a threes company guy. No, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that doesn't like threes company. That was before just, it's my one of time. Those. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's yeah, not. So you know, I, I, Chad knows it's still like that for me. Any, anytime uh, somebody starts talking about, you know, like I totally get it. I mean, that's a that's a. I, I understand because of everything involved with that. Um, just like <laughs> if somebody is like. Um, you know, your average Metallica listener, they're like, oh, well, give me Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning. But if they came in at the Black Album, or God forbid, St. Anger, or Load, or Reload, yeah, really, then yeah, yeah. that's like their, that's their go-to. That's when they came in. They've got the memories. They, they, they had a good summer or school year that time. And so that's their kind of like, you know, entry point. And that's what was helping them build them those memories at the time. Even I don't know if this is helping Todd those. at all. I mean, you're 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 comparing this movie to Reload. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I started with Black Album. I liked Load. Did not like Reload. Hated Saint Anger. I like Death Magnetic. But I look at Metallica as pre-Black Album and post-Black Album. There are certain post-Black Album albums that I enjoy. Uh, you know, they're almost they're bit, almost different bands in a way in terms of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, ride the lightning. I love ride the lightning. Kill them all. You know, uh, not a huge fan of Injustice for All. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally, um, but I also liked I like the Black Album for what it is. I mean, it's not my go-to. I like Load. I have a lot of memories about listening to songs on Load. Reload, no thanks. Um, I like some of the songs on Death Magnetic. What about the song? It's named after an alcohol, man. Is it whiskey something or bourbon? Or? That's not their song, though, really. No, whiskey and jar. That was from the Garage uh, album. That was kind of a fun song, though. I mean, I you know, I'm I, I'm a little bit young for the Metallica thing. See, I, mean, I came in at, at Ride the Lightning, and then uh, I, I think I I think I heard Master Puppets before even Kill 'Em All, but I saw them on the on that tour, okay. Master Puppets, and so I was a a fan at that time. So, from that's that's one of those things where it's not necessarily the 
the album that you're in, but when you start to hear the change and it's like, this isn't my Metallica anymore. Yeah. So when I had those first three albums and even and justice, I started it because I had so much respect for Metallica doing the whole, we're not going to shoot a video thing. And then when they did the video for one at the time, it was such a huge deal. And a lot of us like, you know, uh, elitists or whatever, where we were like in the more extreme <laughs> stuff, the hardcore and punk yeah. and, and, you know, speed metal and, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Metallica's got a, uh, it was the equivalent of a, a equivalent of them cutting their hair for like, uh, oh God, for you know, later albums. Yeah. Just for just the video, but the video is cool and the song is cool. And I do like Injustice for All, but it's not my, it, that's when things started to wane a little bit. And then by the, the black album, it also became one of those things where, the band suddenly did, wasn't my band anymore. It was the whole yeah, world's band, band, and now I had to share yeah, yeah. this this whole thing. So, but those 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 different things that are attached to each individual experiences are so unique. That's why I never get down on anybody uh, for liking. You know, like I don't necessarily believe in guilty pleasures. I'm a huge M M Madonna fan. I like her first two records. You oh, know, Madonna's but, awesome. But it, you know, and I. I I'm constantly listening to, to Sade, but I also listen to, you know, um, tons of hardcore and punk and, and things like that. So if somebody tells me, well, I like this and uh, five finger death punch or something like that. And I'm just like, I can't stand them or Nickelback or whatever. I don't care. You know, <laughs> music is music. You've got your, your own experiences attached. You got your, we were all born with different tastes and same goes with, with movies and stuff. Let's see, man. I love how you're always busting my chops, dude, about Fortress, dude. <laughs> see, look at your face. This is a video. Everybody can see it. <laughs> you can tell. I've been itching, dude, when you were talking about, like, man, you know, people have nostalgic experiences with that. Like, I understand. I, I just had this big smile on my face, like, oh, yeah, dude, it's coming. <laughs> dude, I made, I made, uh, uh, remind me, and I made something for you that, that oh. is on that topic. I'll have to share it with you. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm kind of nervous, though, man, because that's, like, traumatizing childhood experience, dude. I, I love how we went from Evil Dead franchise to Metallica. Yeah. You know, early Metallica, yeah. late Metallica, sellout Metallica. Speaking of selling out, I guess, too, with my experience with Evil Dead 2 is <laughs> I, well, I watched it again yesterday and it felt like. Um, I just felt like because Sam Raimi and, and his buddies, you know, went to Michigan, uh, was it Michigan State or Michigan yeah. University? I think it was Michigan State. It has to be, dude. No no Wolverine yeah, yeah. would have people wearing Michigan State. Well, I mean, they do die quickly, so yeah. there might be. You know. Well, they went to school together, <laughs> Sam and Bruce. And, uh, you know, so <clears throat> they all knew each other. They had these friends doing this thing, and they were – everything they did was out of passion and out of, uh, you know, like some of it out of desperation, you know, like the, the context that they used, nobody could see. They were stumbling around because they had to wear the hard contacts. The makeup was horrible, but it was so horrible that it was, it worked so well and they did mm -hmm. what, what they could. And then, and then you get Hollywood, you think get a bigger budget and it's almost as though some of that, creativity some of that uh desperation uh, was kind of um that they were forced to use in the first one mm -hmm. they end up using a lot of stuff that i guess they thought looked good like all the matte paintings in the background that in the green screen um the stuff like that but I, i'm also a little biased <clears throat> because i know uh um tom sullivan who did all of the the effects for the original evil dead everything in that movie the claymation and all of the effects the from the the you know every spot of makeup to the um even the little box that that ashes ash gives her the little blue box with the with the um little hearts on it and the little flowers on it you know he did all of that stuff so um he he lives right near <clears throat> right near me and he's been over to the house a couple of times. He's brought all that stuff, That's you know, cool. all, all of the props and the, the book of the dead from, but he, he only did so much for part two. 
and so that's part of my bias i guess too is that that it wasn't that he got locked out it's just that his contribution like he did the book you know it was a different type of book <clears throat> i was gonna was ask like that a, did he do the drawings in the book yeah yeah, yeah. He did, did he drawings. did he make the dagger yes he made the dagger yeah too. he made the dagger yeah, yeah and i've got pictures of me holding all, all this stuff too by the way that's cool. and then um but the the book from part two is like a it's like it's like a spring-loaded thing because they had to do the picture thing. So it's a different it's a different size than the original book. The original book looks like freaking crap. It, it doesn't you can barely see the face on it. It's old. He brought over the little there's the deadite that's flying that um, <laughs> that uh, Bruce shoots. <clears throat> he brought that over. That's not in good shape either. And. Uh, he also brought over this really rare, I don't know if you can even get this on YouTube. I have no idea. I've never searched it out, but he brought this videotape over that had a bunch of movies that, that Bruce and Sam had made together that were all like little black and white short comedy films. And it was clear that they were huge. And I, and I knew this from uh, later on reading stuff that they're huge three students. Mm -hmm. films. And so you can really see that in, in, yeah. uh, in these things but in particular you know in evil dead 2 because they're they're old like college stuff that i saw is packed full of you know physical humor i thought that comedy. man that's so yeah. crazy i didn't know this yeah. and but as i was watching i was thinking vaudeville you mm -hmm. know i was thinking three stooges i grew up on that man my dad he's watching three stooges all the time we have a number of uh, dvds and even vhs here uh of three stooges and best of and all this stuff and you know so when i saw it even the way he's kind of like you know fumbling all over the place and tumbling down and everything like it just it had that feel to it so I, that's really cool that you said that i didn't know but that's something i gathered even just as i was watching. yeah yeah, yeah. Huge, huge fans i they're not they weren't even like hey let's i think they made the horror movie because they were thought it would be popular kind of at the time Let's do this because I think they started filming it in like the late seventies. Yeah, it took them like four years to make the first movie. Yeah, uh, between like you know getting the funding and having to go back and raise more money to finish the shooting. Um, I mean, it, they even have in the credits. I don't know if you noticed Jeremiah, but um, the chef. they had the fake chefs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, I yeah. didn't see I didn't see the I didn't see the whole credits. Are you yeah. talking in the beginning or the end? Uh, the uh, end. When they're the rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do the same thing in the second movie? I know the first movie has it. I'm pretty sure they do it in the second movie and the Army of Darkness. And that don't even make sense, like his the way that he's talking about, you know, being a man and a woman kind of thing. Like uh -huh. even that, like the yeah. the style of his voice as he's talking. I'm like, that's so vintage, man. It, if, it, if you it, yeah. if you think about it, being you know those being their early influences and what they really yeah. wanted to create but then creating a horror movie and then and then it being successful and then sam i think went and did what it, crime wave is that what he, what he did in between and then we're like well let's do what we really want to do but let's meld it with this thing that 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 we're known for now that was yeah. successful yeah. at least you know have a cult following and then they so they kind of fused the two but did have I told my Jeremiah if I if I told my my thievery story on here with the Book of the Dead? Have yes, man. Yeah, I, I was going to say, as our listeners here? know, dude, a little bit of that Book of the Dead stayed back at your house. <laughs> yeah, did, did I yeah. talked about it on the show on the show. Yeah, because I because I was like, dude, I'm like, yeah, uh, he's going to know now because <laughs> like, okay. yeah, you didn't he didn't know. I forget what episode we talked. It was e Evil Dead. It was the one. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, well, but I haven't, it, it hasn't been published though. Uh, that's right. It hasn't been published. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. we're hanging out. I got this evil dead crap all around me and yeah. evil dead two stuff. I'm going through the book, the original book of the dead. It's falling apart, man. And Tom is sitting next to me and my wife had made us burritos because I think this is a, uh, I think this, the second time he was over anyway, we had him over for dinner and um, I took a little piece of the page, <laughs> one of the pages because it was falling out. Yeah. And so 
in and there's a little piece of and we're talking when I say a piece of the page, I mean like the size of a BB. Like oh, wow. you, you don't know that it's gone. And I said it in <clears throat> the book itself is falling apart. The 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 rubber on the outside that's supposed to be the human flesh. Yeah. That's all falling apart too. And there was just like tiny little other little piece. And I set I took them and I set them next to me, like on the couch. And um I was like, I'm I'm keeping these forever. This is the Necronomicon. This is the Necronomicon. Yeah. And so later on, after Tom had left, I I couldn't find the the little rubbery piece from the cover, but I found the page piece. And I put it, and I and I was thinking about pulling it out tonight, and I and I didn't, and I don't want to waste anyone's time. I think it's in my it's drawer okay. somewhere, but I put it in an old, um, uh, Tylenol bottle. Yeah, because he showed it to me. It, man. It, yeah, and I, yeah. I even wrote in spooky letters, "Book of the Dead," and I still have it. And it's this tiny little, uh, yeah. you know, yellowed, yellow brown piece of uh the book and and i didn't tell tom that and i hope he doesn't listen because i bet you were looking around for that that piece of that rubber part man like a crack fiend on that carpet yeah you know just like weeding through every single bit of that you're like where is it man for like a long time but no i remember you showed me and it's crazy because this is you know years and years ago and it wasn't even until recently as our listeners know it wasn't until recently that chad realized that i didn't know jack crap about horror and that I'd hardly seen any horror movies at all. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen Evil Dead. And so when he showed it, because you showed it to me like, dude, you won't even believe this. I had no clue what that was. <laughs> and you showed it to me, but I've never forgotten it. I always, I remembered forever that you had that. Because when you talked about it on the show, uh, I was surprised. I'm like, is he really going here? <laughs> is he really going to say it <laughs> after all these years? And you just know your buddy, man, and Marshall's going to hear it and he's gonna be like i wondered where that little shred of, no, <laughs> shred of the book I, I need to i need to emphasize it so oh, it's man. clear that yeah. that no i didn't it wasn't like uh you know i was like <laughs> you know it wasn't like that it was like uh, this thing might fall out before he gets a chance to put it away so picture you like feigning a sneeze and it's like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no, he's like, would... hey, go go fix yourself up a burrito. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> like in, no, trying to in, do any kind of distraction. Tom also yeah. brought over the little head, Henrietta's head, when it pops out of the ground when it's like a claymation thing. It's nice. this it's this latex foam thing, but he didn't sculpt it. The guy who did uh the Jurassic Park stuff did. I don't know really? why Tom had it, but yeah. Wow. That's yeah, cool. when it was cool. Speaking of Henrietta, I know you probably don't know this, Jeremiah, but that is who played Henrietta is uh, Sam Raimi's little brother. Dude, I knew I, I don't want to get myself in any trouble, but you know, <laughs> I kind of have a, I kind of a radar for a little bit of that, and I was like, oh, I think that's a dude. <laughs> yeah, that that, uh, that lady looks like a bro, and so I figured as much. And the the whole scene. Like where, you know, Ash comes out and he whistles and says, Yoshi, bitch, let's go. When Henrietta like turns around yeah. and screams, you see like this water pouring out of the side of her head. That's sweat. Yeah. Uh, that's how, because it was so hot on set that, uh, was it Ted? Ted who was in the, uh, in the yeah, suit or was it Ivan? It was Ted. Okay. So Ted, you know, he had been like in this giant, with a foam rubber suit or what is prosthetic suit and you know just sweltering because sam is like a a slave driver you know yeah. he beats the shit out of his crew uh you know that's all sweat it's like been accumulating in yeah. the mask and it just like streams out like <laughs> when you look when you go and watch that again you see how how thick and heavy that's pouring out <laughs> imagine how long he's been in that mask it, there's some footage on YouTube uh, of behind the scenes and it shows Ted getting out of that suit and he tips it over uh, the, the foot and it's just a faucet running oh. out of the, of the boot. It's oh. disgusting. And yeah, he was, he was, I guess it was a really hot summer. And uh, um, also when she's spinning in the air, you, the, the whole, the costume had split. And so you can see his, him in his underwear and every time i see that scene i look and it's right there you can see his whole really? his whole yeah his like shorts or underwear or whatever and you can see his legs 
when wow. he's spinning around. Yeah. It's, it's just completely split apart. You know, the, hearing about the, you know, what it's like being in those suits, it reminds me, the first time I ever uh, heard about anything kind of like that was with the the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Mm-hmm. And did those things, if I remember right, I mean, it was like 75 pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah, so these yeah. guys are doing these crazy Kung Fu moves all over the place. And I'm like, man, they had to be like Arnold in there. <laughs> I mean, how, would yeah. you, how would you do these amazing moves and stuff? And you're wearing 75 pounds. I said, wow. And so, but they were super hot. They had to, you know, take, uh, take parts off after a while because it was just, you know, you could dehydrate in there. I mean, it was, you're yeah. constantly yeah. sweating your brains out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did enjoy, um, Actually, I can't remember the guy's the character's name. The guy with the blonde hair. He's one of my favorite deadites. I really liked what they did with him. He what other movies? A QVC host. Oh yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, serious. Wow. Yeah, that guy was a host on QVC. Because I remember that blew my mind when I was a teenager because I recognized him flipping through the channels late at night and seeing <laughs> this dude, and I'm like, why the hell does he look so familiar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just have to like imagine him and like kind of maybe put your hands on the TV so that you don't see the the mullet thing he's got going on. I don't yeah. know if that's actually technically a mullet. You know, it's just like where it's kind of shorter on top and poofier in the back. Like maybe they used a curling iron or something. I don't know what was up with that. Know. You know, but, but he, I wondered because he, he looked cool. familiar to me. What's that? He looked cool. He looked really cool. Mm- yeah, your generation's a little different, Chad. You guys had some ideas about cool hairdos that I just don't know, man. No, 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 no. no. no he means <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, for a dead eye, well, dude. Yes, with the, all the teeth. Yeah, yeah, bro. That we, he I, like, yeah, he like flies over and uh, bites off like a, a section of Bobby Joe's hair and just starts yeah. it down. Yeah, starts it down. Yeah, that was such a great scene, man. And there, that's one thing. To be honest, that is one thing that I really liked more, maybe about this one is particularly him like that, that the the teeth man that mouth um you know and i liked some of the humor better like obviously there's a lot more humor in this one obviously but like the the phrase where the girl's like you swore that we'd always be together <laughs> you know i'm sitting there <laughs> the scenario i'm like nope <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of like uh uh team america you know, and the the promise me you won't die. Yeah, I will <laughs> never die. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You promised me. You know, and so oh, I, I thought that was interesting. And one thing, it was it was. Um, I'd love to hear what is it? What is his name? Uh, John K from Ren and Stimpy. The when he's like, "You idiot!" Like that, bro. That is Ash totally. Like he says that phrase, like you idiot, like two or three times. And each time it sounds to me, I said, that's like Ren and Stimpy, like, or Ren and Stimpy's like that. And I, it just, huh. it was so iconic. And I can just imagine the influence that this movie, kind of like you can tell the influence that Exorcist had on this movie and others, that this movie, uh, or this, even the whole series of them, you know, that um, iconic and influenced a lot of people who were, artistically minded and stuff like that and you can see how it plays out but i thought i thought it was yeah it was a hilarious thing yeah so what do you what what rating do you give it jeremiah yes how many stars out of five yeah um i would give it a four on it i would give it a four on its own like so Mm -hmm. that way um you know if if people in fact i would almost encourage people to watch part two first like that's just me yeah, because, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like if you watch the funny one first and then you watch the second one in that order and, and instead of, you know, oh, I'll watch Evil Dead one and then I'll watch Evil Dead two, um, you're going to get a lot of the same storyline, but it would it would seem almost like two or like one would actually be building on it because you got more people. I feel like there's uh, um maybe more description kind of that goes into it instead of trying to get it in there real quick as info to contextualize what's happening um, with the second one to kind of, you know, retconning this that instead it just, I feel like it would be more a more developed film, but it's not, it wouldn't be funny. Right. Obviously, but I liked it, dude. I, I liked it. Um, I think if people go in with the expectation of seeing the same thing as they do with number one, they might be bummed out like you were. Mm-hmm. If they see it by itself and don't realize that there is a part two, like Todd, or a part one, 
then you may have, you know, it, it, it would be a completely different experience. And I thought there was a lot of really just, just memorably hilarious parts about it. Like when his hand is out of control uh-huh. and, and he says, you bastards, you dirty <laughs> bastards like this, like it was just so funny. And I was imagining what would it be like if you were a fly on the wall in this house with him and, yeah. and seeing this, like, if you're like looking through the window and you're watching, I mean, that's, like another level. Like it's one thing to see the guys in Fight Club, right? The guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the one guy punching himself. Yeah. But to see this, yeah, where he's he's uh, flipping around and and grabbing his own face and everything and yeah. talking and to the wall and shooting stuff. And I just thought, how hilarious would that be to just like be a fly on the wall and witness all of this? And so, um, definitely fun. The creepy deer was awesome. Oh god, you know, that whole section where he's losing his mind and everything mm-hmm. is laughing. Yes. I love that whole sequence. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, you know, he starts bouncing up and down with the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, and yeah, and the lamp. Yes, and the lamp too, like <laughs> you know, sitting there and moving around and laughing and stuff and uh-huh. kind of reminded me of of what's the what's the show now, man? It's on all the beginnings of like toy story and stuff you got that lamp or whatever oh, the pixar, oh, pixar. yeah pixar yeah. that's dancing all around you have the eyeball that reminded me of phantasm yeah you know i loved the blood that was like just gushing out of she the and, and she's still holding on like trying to help no and i'm thinking bro with that much blood it's over just <laughs> he's not coming back and if you pull him up you ain't gonna like what you see it's gonna be a saving private ryan moment but so many so many fun things the hair in the mouth and there were jump scares. There were jump scares for me surrounding the situation with uh, with Bobby Joe, you know, and, um, you know, closing the door on the dude. And I just I thought that, that guy, it was that guy was funny. That Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah it, was, it was hilarious. And Bobby so Joe, Bobby you know, Joe, even even the things that, you know, I can imagine that there's a lot of movies that have this kind of a joke in it. But sequentially, you know, Spaceballs, for example, uh, the princess says, hey, you know, grab my stuff. And it ends up being this massive thing that Barf's got to carry in the desert. And it's kind of like the hillbilly guy who's like he looks in the back and he sees it's a small thing. And he ends up having to carry this massive treasure chest with him. And so just was a lot in there that was a whole bunch of fun, Um, you know, and it just it was a good time. I loved seeing the monocle again. And uh (laughs) Yeah, I'd love seeing the monocle. And the only the only advisement I would say, other than to understand what you're expecting, and I think people who've listened to the whole show can get a good idea for like what it is and what it is not. Um, but also again, that there is for any for any parent who has similar ideas as me <laughs> with kids and watching movies, there is a it and it is hilarious. It is a crazy fun scene, but the lady is naked, <laughs> and so you got little boob shot. Um, and it lasts for a couple, it lasts for a little bit. And, uh, so, but other than that, yeah, give it a, a good four. I'm telling you this right now though, army darkness, the kids can watch it. Yes. It's, it's okay. uh, like I've said before, it's, uh, it's Disney evil dead. I was going to suggest it's like if Disney did a horror film, yes. like a proper horror film. Yeah. I think the only reason why it's rated R is either, because there is at least one f bomb in there, but yeah. it's heard in, from the crowd in the background or something like that. Uh, the one that I'm thinking of is he's when he comes back from getting the book, and they're all like running up to greet him, and he's like, "Yeah, great, get the fuck out of my face." Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> there's a second. There's a second one, and you can get a PG with that one, but there's a second one in the crowd, I think. But and there is a fountain. It wouldn't be an Evil Dead movie without a fountain of blood. Yeah. So there is a or a geyser. There is a geyser that could be why they. Um, but other than that, it is truly a, a Disney horror film. And it's big time. You'll definitely see the uh, Three Stooges in Army of Darkness, especially with the skeletons and the you know the the eyes and. <laughs> you know. I I had you one know, question yeah. real quick, man. The um the scene where the blood is flying out of the wall. Yeah. It reminded me of the fire hose scene from UHF, right? Where the kid, they're like, you win the fire yeah. hose. And, you, and the kid's like, yeah. And he's like, say, you know, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then and it just the kid flies off. And I was wondering, I'm like, what did they use for that? 
pretty you know sure, do you guys but... know what they used for that scene because that's that was oh, yeah they, pretty intense well, pressure uh, bruce was uh laying down when they shot it and they shot it at an angle so it's all gravity wow okay yeah. Yeah, because yep. I was like, otherwise, that's a pretty immense amount of force. I mean, that's like a straight line <laughs> of, mm. of water, man. What, what a trick, yeah. dude. That was great. Okay, that's clever. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Todd? Uh, How would like, you rate this, man? Oh, Is God, like a, like a 10 out of 5. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, obviously, it, I would say that, you know, if you watch this first, go, on, go ahead and watch Army of Darkness before you watch the first one. The first one, I think, kind of stands on its own as a straight-up horror film, and it's not quite in the same realm, you know, as you kind of have to look at them as two separate entities. You can't, you know, look at them as part one of a trilogy. You really have two and three, and then one is this whole other thing. Um, that would be my recommendation if you're coming into it, you know, completely blind, if you've never seen them before. I would say two three and then watch one mm -hmm. uh just you know with your expectations tempered but yeah i mean asking me what to rate evil dead 2 is kind of like you know obvious yeah, <laughs> yeah of course i'm going to give it a high rating i mean it's yeah. one of my favorite horror films of all time mm -hmm. uh, and it and i can i can only speak personally about that movie like speaking you know from a personal level, that movie was formative to me in so many different ways and has bec become entwined so much in my, my life to lead me to where I am today. Uh, you know, I was the weirdo in college who had the evil dead posters on his dorm walls. <laughs> nobody, nobody had heard of the fucking movie. And I'm like, Oh guys, you got to see this. You got to see this. And then they're like, what's wrong with you? Keesling? <laughs> Yeah, so so a major major influence for you. Oh, absolutely. Chad, what about you, man? Where do you where do you stand on this, man? Well, you know, I, I told you about my first experience and uh, what a disappointment it was. Um, I, I remember as I went on, I did enjoy seeing it. I think the second time I saw it, which was probably soon after, but I, I watched it again. I think it was either last year, within the last three years, I saw it again, and I was surprised at how. Uh, much I didn't care for it. And then yesterday I watched it and I kind of felt the same. There was a lot, there's a lot that I really appreciate it about it. Uh, first of all, Sam Raimi's camera, camera work. I've always been a huge fan. Yeah. Of, mm -hmm. Nobody does it like him. I mean, yeah. and he, and he does it, you know, just the same in here. Some of the, the way that he, that when something creepy is happening, the way that it's like warped and stretched, like uh -huh. some of the, like, it's just so simple and the in the, the some of the sounds are almost too loud and obnoxious and it makes it the the moment scarier mm -hmm. or or um it's just it's genius when it comes to that stuff he definitely attacks the senses in a lot yeah. of ways and how he will give give like just little things sound effects that wouldn't normally have sound effects like exactly the yeah. first i mean this actually isn't in evil dead 2 but evil dead 1 where you know ash is on his own it's like the last third of the film and the camera is above the rafters the rafters and it goes Whoa. and it goes womp 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 yeah. womp <laughs> yeah it's just yeah insane it really adds to it it really yeah. adds to it uh, the sound of you know the evil coming through the forest it shows the person and their perspective and it's just silence. But when you mm -hmm. go back to the perspective of the evil dead or whatever, it's, you know, it's got all kinds of chaos stuff, you yeah. know, stuff going on. And that's, that's part of the, the movie that appealed to me was not being able to see this thing that everybody can see and is so terrified of. And when it's like that, um, we should never be allowed to see it because it's going to let us down. So we have to use our wild imagination. That's why Blair Witch worked so good. We, we mm -hmm. there's nothing to look at in that movie. It's just sound and atmosphere, you know. And a couple of bloody teeth, I think, was the most horrifying visual thing. But everything else is just uh, it's left to our imagination. And so when they showed the thing at the end, yeah, I was disappointed. And I was disappointed. I, I think at the entire end, just because. Um, and I know it's it was a low budget movie, even though they had a bigger budget. But like I said, 
I, I think that they handled their low budget uh, better in the first one. But again, Todd, you know, said that they're two different entities and they are, mm-hmm. but they are a part, a part one and a part two. And I had to compare it to oh, I get it. part one, just like, you know, any sequel, but on its own, if it wasn't part of any kind of franchise, I think I would give it my more of a higher standing in my own personal cult status. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's part of that, I, I, I rate it like a 3.75. That's <laughs> like fair. Three, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I, I only dock a quarter star because probably because of the, the rubbery trees and then the thing in the door. You didn't like the rubbery trees, dude. No, because I thought the what? I love the way they did it. I love the way they did the, what they did in the first one, where it was it was simplistic and then the you know shooting and reverse and stuff with the the rape scene with the vines and stuff, which they yeah. they still did a good job with uh, with the scene you know, in this one. Yeah, yeah. With the scene in this one. I they liked the, I liked the roots how they were moving around a little bit because they didn't do it too much. You know, it wasn't I, like I, every tree, but yeah, yeah it was very you. Wizard of Ozzy. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> That's what wow. I was thinking. I was like, "Dude, yeah, it's Wizard of Oz." I... <laughs> uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Chad, I mean, oh. hearing hearing your issue with the evil being revealed at the end, I would be very curious to see like the Lutsky cut of Evil Dead Two, where they you take out <laughs> the evil and it's entirely because there's a great there's that great shot where Ash sees it and the the flower next to him wilts as his hair and, and, gets yeah. white from yeah. seeing this thing. And I feel like, it, you know, you could probably cut that up to, right. to have the same effect, if not a more impactful effect. Yeah. And then we, and then we see it and we're like, seriously, dude, that turned your hair white. And this isn't true for every kind of bad guy. Cause Chad's also made the contention that, you know, uh, you should see creatures like in where rooster, we should have seen the where rooster. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So like some, you know, maybe if it's if like you're a, gonna spirit, have a like, monster movie, you have yeah, to show the monster. Yeah. You got to show the creature feature. feature. But like if it's if it's basically the smoky smoke from Lost, then maybe it's best if you don't. <laughs> like, well, it's more of a I mean, Alien, you could you could argue is a monster movie. You don't I've see never... the alien until, you know, in full. But you see it, but you see it though. Well, so you guys are ruining Alien for me. It's on our list, Chad. I've oh, never seen Alien, alien, man. You know what no. Alien looks like, though. Well, I've, yes, of course I know what Alien looks like, but I didn't uh, really, I, yeah. I believe it's called Xenomorph. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were going to have to put a disclaimer on this now, just like we did for the for the video game, and be like, look, apparently you do see the Alien. <laughs> it's like everybody's like, dude, we already knew that. It's been around for a long time. So, so yeah, 3.75, chat, And there you are again with those digits. I, you know, look at, look at the I evolution go, of this show. I can go in quarters. I can go look in at, quarters. Look at how the show has evolved, man. I, and I used to pull that stunt all the time. And Chad was always busting my chops, man. He's like, We've dude, the decimal about. points, you know? And, uh, and so I finally caved and I'm, so I'm sticking with like, you know, raw number, you know, the whole numbers and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. And, uh, he's just adding decimals like crazy. I, I think the whole, <laughs> the whole number scoring thing is kind of, yeah. kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah we've talked about that i've said look you know what what i say i wanted to give two and a half thumbs up yeah well, i had a couple, I was ev- two thumbs on one episodes, hand i'm the one who brought it up i yeah. said this five-star rating thing is dumb let's just do th- thumbs up or thumbs down and then i never stuck with it because then i'm like well i want to <laughs> i want to keep doing the numbers <laughs> I just yeah. Talk about it. yeah and we always but, have fun busting each other on the number thing you know uh, uh, i'm teasing yeah so yeah. jeremiah Jeremiah, I know you found yourself in the cave. Yes. The Illumination Cave. The Illumination Cave. After yeah. watching Evil Dead yeah. and chanting your mantra, whatever <laughs> it may be, probably yeah, join us. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so when you walked out of the cave, yeah. you know, what what kind of like moral did you learn or just important lesson or, you know, any, anything that uh, you can share with us? Well, there was a lot. And it, but it was, so it was kind of hard to, to settle on something, but. Once it hit me, you know, once once the the sunlight pierced through the cave and it sparkled across my skin, I knew what it was. And it's this is that if I'm ever in a situation where I'm in the woods and a crazy invisible spirit thing is, you know, just pile driving me a mile into the woods and I'm screaming, blah, my head is hitting the tree and stuff that uh, if, if once I hit that tree, I need to be thinking in real time. 
that I need to tuck my legs in because otherwise I'm going to have my legs stuck in a puddle and wrinkles like that are ridiculous painful. And so I thought, you know, and maybe, maybe truth is, because it would be hard in that moment as it's all happening to be like, tuck your legs, dude. You don't want to get stuck in this puddle that, that it might just be better for me to kind of get ahead of this whole thing and just say, given the possibility of this, it might be best if I just get double amputees and just have the doctor cut both my legs off. Cause then in that case, I wouldn't even need to think about it, not just for the puddle, but if I'm ever, you know, bitten by some demonic creature and I find myself stabbed by some chick that thought I was something else and I'm on the ground and she's slamming the door, I, she'd be able to close it easily. And I'd look up and I would remember, I would say it all went back to illumination cave and my decision to get my legs amputated. It's just the only way oh, wow. to avoid this in I, your life, Jen. I need wow. to applaud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to stay away from Illumination Cave and whatever kind of <laughs> shrooms are growing inside it. I'm going to be like, what? what is that movie, man? Mr. No Legs? What's that yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah I'm going to be no like legs. Mr. No Legs, dude. From now on, I'm just going to be the guy that has like just a butt. And that's it. <laughs> And just, just hopping around, dude, on that. Wow. Yeah. Like one of those veggie tail characters. Wow. <laughs> I'll never get wow. my legs stuck in a puddle. And I would never get my legs just because think she's like slamming him in the in the chest. And then she moves him and slams again, which by the way, that is a really funny part. I love yeah. that, the humor of that, because you're just expecting she's gonna pull him out, you know, and then she slams it again, and now it's down to his legs. And I just I it's just a funny part, but that's what I learned, Chad. That's what I walked away with. What about you, man? You know, you, uh, you go into the same cave, you know, you, you go into the darkness. The I don't go in your shroom. <laughs> I was over, I was over in the corner with all the shrooms. <laughs> like, what are these? But no, you know, you go in there though. Uh, you drink, you know, that relaxing tea, chamomile and stuff, um, to calm your jets. Uh, so that you can really focus and meditate on this and come out with something brilliant for everyone to benefit from. And what would that be, man? When you came out, what did you come out with? I think this time it's it, it's less of a lesson and just more of a rant. And, and this might sound like I hate the movie when I don't. I, <laughs> I, I like Evil Dead too. I really do. Um, very much. Uh, but I, I learned that every time I watch Evil Dead 2, I lose faith in Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood has stripped all the passionate creativity of someone and in, in trades it for their own vision of what they think people would want to see. Uh, big corporations do this all the time, whether it be music. Uh, a good example would be uh, Kiss's first few records versus when record companies really started investing in them and, and got them writing uh, music based on current trends uh, like disco. And, uh, you know, or, or, or films like Halloween, you know, indie filmmakers, clear vision of where, you know, where, what he wants to do, even where he's writing his own soundtrack, then Hollywood steps in. And the next thing you know, you got Busta Rhymes doing Kung Fu <laughs> on Michael Myers. So <laughs> stick to your vision. because That's yeah. why we fell in love with you in the first yeah. one. It's a bummer, man, that it's over. But before we leave. We have to ask Todd, how can people get in touch with you, man? What's the best way for them to connect with you and become even more familiar with your work? Ah, uh, you can find me all over the place. Uh, my website is toddkeesling.com. I am mostly active on Twitter. Uh, handle is at Todd underscore Keesling. Uh, also on Instagram, at Todd Keesling. And most recently, I am also on Patreon, uh, revived my Patreon after losing my job. Thanks, COVID. So, uh, if you read my work, want to support me, check out Patreon slash Todd Keesling. Sounds good. Well, it was yeah. awesome to have you. Chad, how can they get in touch with us? How can they follow uh, us, man? They have to. Just Google Paleo Cheese with a Z. P-A-L-E-O-C-H-E-E-Z-E. -E -E. And that's also our, our Gmail address at gmail.com yeah or our instagram twitter youtube channel um we've got a cast nearly two yeah a cast yeah. we've got nearly two dozen um episodes now well i guess i shouldn't say nearly two this is our 21st yeah so it is so, nearly two dozen yeah right yeah. but as of now we've we still have like uh 
a couple more that needs to go up and we've got some great guests coming up and and yeah. uh it's been fun and, and well that's and dude can... we've made a big yeah. difference already because uh i looked it up on in real time recently i was sitting there and trying to find something with the show trying to remember you know uh, a movie that we had had uh, reviewed mm-hmm. and as i did wild at heart by the way and as i'm doing it i looked up paleo cheese and there was no weirdness about like, you know, paleo recipes for cheese and stuff and nice. none of that crap. And instead, it was just bam, just us. And what was even cooler is Google had it set up to where there's like these info boxes and each one of those were podcasts. So it's they had like three of them lined up, three or four of them. So Thank it's right there Google. at the top and you could just click on it. And I'm like, now all we need, dude, is to get enough that we have ourselves our Wikipedia page and that whole little info thing on the side. It's a matter of time. But it was just cool to see that happen because we used to we used to look that stuff up, dude, and get all you know riled up thinking, dude, that is not nobody's looking up paleo cheese like that. You know what's so gonna happen? We're out. gonna have this. We're gonna have this huge resurgence of uh, um, <clears throat> of cooks. <laughs> who are looking for recipes and they're going to become <laughs> they're going to start listening to our uh our, our uh show and they're gonna be like when are they going to talk be about that <laughs> that'll be our, our demographic is chefs around the world i've been watching for 21 shows and they haven't talked about cheese yet what's going on with this so it was good chad it was good todd wish yeah. you the best buddy of course and uh thank you for having me this was great chad. i had Thanks a lot of fun man. all right sounds good everybody we'll be back with another great episode, same bad time, same bad channel. So thank you so much for watching and listening. Join right. us. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs>